Marawa Sports Worldwide. Roger Desai is our guest tonight. He is our legend. One person who, who obviously has a, a, a major great deal of respect for you, um, who, who maybe doesn't bark as loud as your dogs, but uh, let's listen into Deboko Muloy. <laughs> Robbie, you are with a great man there. When we selected Bafana, Augusto Palacio said on one Saturday we must go all watch a movie. And he wanted ideas. And here comes Roger. He says to Augusto, there's a great funny movie. That movie was called The Lava. And Augusto was so livid that Roger took us to watch a romantic movie when we are in <laughs> when, when we do part two, that will be a perfect place to pick up the Debo Komoloi voice clip so that we can learn about the lover. Since the day, we've been calling Roger the lover. One-on-one with football's living legend. Top stories. Get the news before it's history in the morning. Robbie. Hi, Rogerio. This is... Robbie, you are with a great man there. As a player, very funny, hilarious, and always looking out for other players. I remember how he taught me about endorsements, how to make extra cash when he was at Swallows and at Pirates, taking me to the Portuguese community to go and make appearances and gave me a lot of money. That is why I call him a pora. And then I met him again uh, when we were selected at Bafana. Augusto Palacio said on one Saturday we must go all watch a movie. And he wanted ideas. And here comes Roger. He says to Augusto, there's a great funny movie, comedy. Uh, that movie was called The Lava. Since that day, we've been calling Roger the Lava. He must tell you about that movie. And Augusto was so livid that Roger took us to watch a romantic movie when we are in camp. And Augusto took us all out of the movie and took us to watch uh, uh, The Bodyguard. But as a coach, very dedicated. Uh, a guy that taught me a lot. A guy that I traveled with in Africa. Uh, he always says we had the most difficult opponents when we played in the Africa Champions League. And I, I learned a lot from him. I always call him the lava, my pora. Uh, we've been friends since. I met him again when I was playing at Vets. You know, me and him, uh, our paths, they were meant to, 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 to interact. And uh, Rogero, I love you, my brother. You've given me life. You've given me everything. And thank you for everything. Wish you all of the best. Okay, the lover. <laughs> oh, man, who would have ever thought that when we said to Roger Desan that we will do part two, that the whole issue around the lover, lover man, it would coincide now with Valentine's Day. 
you know, the world happens in such a funny way. We had so many wonderful scenarios play themselves out yesterday when um, Chipambeng Esi was there around Nelson Mandela Bay, the release of Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. It was just ridiculous how the world just fell into place. And you just listened. Remember last time we spoke to Roger in part one, Demokoboloi uh, had sent us that voice note. And today I can safely tell you, for all of the people that were so disappointed that they couldn't get through, as we celebrate the life of an individual while they are still alive, and it's not just an individual, it is a football legend. On multiple platforms, he was able to represent the country, whether you would call it a Springbok player, because that was what national colors were all about back in those days. And Mr. Loverman, um, I mean, once, I think there was a time when he was once named one of the best dressed soccer coaches by the, uh, there was a fashion blog, if I remember correctly. They called him the most stylish. Um, and Roger was a model in his younger days. Um, I hope, you know, wife is not listening right now. Uh, but, you know, he, he spent time in Milan. And, you know, people in Milan and fashion, my goodness. And then he decided, you know what, stuff Milan, I'm going to go to Paris. And you know people in Paris, and style, it's about the cuisine, it's about the wine and the champagne, but style is there. And then he was like, no, okay, whatever, I'm going to go to London. And, I mean, he believes that, you know, the Europeans, especially the Italians and Spaniards, are the best-dressed nations. And you would see, I think there's just that rare breed of coaches in South Africa, whether it is Zaraja or Steve Khambela, you know, Cordini kind of people. They take care of themselves. They, they pride themselves of how they look. And at one stage, trust me, my two brain cells remember a couple of things. He was the player coach and then also the CEO of Clever Boys. Uh, that was in the late what, 2000s, early 2010s. And, be, and before the era of big investment in the club by the new owners, Bidvest, who then sold the team. That was the era we were talking about. And during that time, though, he even sold a company car. He told us this in part one. Sell a company car, you pay salaries, you put smiles on people's faces. And it's going to be stories galore. And it's also going to be as interactive as you would ever, ever imagine. These shows are designed for you and I and everybody else in the country and the continent and the world to really say thank you for the contribution. And I, I declare the WhatsApp voice note number open 060-708-0484. And also the numbers 89 it's Marawa Sports Worldwide. You can hit the hashtag, hashtag MSW, all the social media platforms. He is the reason why we celebrate him. Roger Desant, thank you so much for granting us. I don't know if you're buying again today or you're driving. I have no idea. But welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rob. Um, yeah, I think this whole lover thing and Valentine's Day around the corner. Wow, you're getting me into trouble, eh? You're getting me into a lot of trouble, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are you driving to, Roger? I'm driving home. 
Uh, we just finished the match. We just drew no goal, and uh, I'm driving home, and I'll be home in the next two minutes. But it's not a problem. It's not loudspeaker, and it's okay. And I'm on my own, so I can say whatever I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you do get home, just um, you know, feel free. Uh, park the car, unplug it from the uh, whatever you call that system of yours with these fancy cars you guys drive. Um, and yeah, let's have a nice uh, conversation. But yeah, it was a home game that you played today huh? against uh, Pretoria. Kelly's unable to get maximum yeah. points. Well, what, what's your quick feeling about that? Because you now still what stay in sixth position uh, with 17 points and they are 19 points with fifth place just above you. Yeah, disappointing. I thought today we were we were quite good in a lot of areas, but uh, we couldn't finish. We couldn't put the ball in the back of the net today. So it was one of those games. We tried, we, we pushed, and we gave it all our best. And uh, it wasn't meant to be. So we, you know, we look to fight another day and train tomorrow and Sunday and get ready for the next one. And just ultimately, and I know that, you know, when we do Legends on a Friday, it's not about what's happening on the here and now. It's about, uh, you know, uh, looking back, tracking back, and just uh, saying thank you for the immense contribution to sport uh, in general, but football in particular uh, that you've made, Roger. Uh, but while we are here, because it is fresh, you know, out of the oven, this particular game that you've had against Pretoria Kelly's, for you, being in sixth place, 17 points, three points away from uh, top of the table, Sikukune, what is that saying to you? What is that saying about your ambitions? I mean, you've been to this lower division before and uh, you know what it's like to ascend back into the premiership. What is it saying to you? Well, I think, you know, we obviously count every point we play for and uh, we want to get as many points as possible. But right now, we're pretty content sort of being in touch and, um, you know, having a go and, and uh, hopefully, you know, come to the last five, six games, we are within a shaft to have a run and, and hopefully get promoted so that's what we're trying to achieve you know and with every game we play but yeah we still you know with us we still focus on the bigger picture of it it's the club it's the development side it's uh we now got six teams you know we're fixing the club up and, and hope, we hope that we are for the long run you know it's not just a, a quick sort of uh, not, not just a quick go we're hoping that we're going to be out for a long long time and and hope to develop players and uh, you know give back to the game. I mean, it's, it's almost like a little whirlwind where you've just finished the game today. You go back home. Uh, you have a nice, you know, Mr. Loverman. You have a nice romantic uh, uh, Valentine's Day on Sunday. Uh, and, 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 and whilst the candles are burning, you've got to rush off, uh, probably back to the airport and, and head off down to Richards Bay for your game, you know, two days later. Uh, and then, you know, three days later, you're back in, in, in the Cape again for at least two home games against, you know, one of them being a derby game against uh, Cape Town All-Stars and then uh, again against Utongati. I mean, how was how that, especially within COVID era, where things are slightly different, you go into airports, it's almost like a ghost town. Yeah, it is very different. You know, Robert, it almost feels like, you know, like you're playing training matches every week. You know, you... You arrive, there's just officials and, and the opposition and you get on the field and you play. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that sort of um, that vibe is, is gone. But, you know, we've got to keep the game alive. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep the sponsors happy. We've got to keep the players, you know, working and, and so on. So we just got to adapt and, and hopefully things will change, you know, in the near future. But it's not the same. You know, uh, you know the, the buzz of the crowd is 
something that you know, we dearly miss as players. Um, but for now, I think we're starting to adapt to that. You know, we're starting to feel what it's like to play in empty stadiums. Um, but yeah, not not ideal, Rob. It's, it's not mm-hmm. it's not the greatest, and football without spectators is not you know it's not that much fun. I s- sort of closely monitored your game against the high-riding uh, Swallows FC in the Nedbank Cup the other day. And uh, I must say that, oh, you know, although I know the pedigree of, of, of your team, but I, I equally know, just as much as I'm looking forward, I never thought I'd look forward to a Swallows Amazulu game like I'm looking forward to it this weekend. I mean, I, I look forward to so many different things in your game against Swallows. Um, and it just so happened that it was such a closely fought game. It was such a tight game. It was just the odd goal that was scored, I think, right about the 50-something minutes of the game. And they won that match. I mean, were there positives that you took out of that game? Oh, there were loads of positives, Rob. I think, um, one, you know, Swallows are doing really, really well. They're not just a PSL team. They are the contention. So it was an opportunity for us to measure ourselves against the top PSL team. Um, you know, in many different departments. And for one, I found Swallows one of the fittest teams in the PSL, and we were there right up until the last minute. If anything, we were pushing them at the end. They were the ones asking for the final whistle. Um, we gave away a goal. I thought it was a silly goal, but it could have gone either way, to be fair. Um, it was one of those games that, that took a chance that fell for them. And uh, we fought hard. We really tried. We played We played six on the 23s in our starting 11. Um and we, we made a good account of ourselves, which is what I wanted. Of course, I wanted to win, but there were plenty of positives that came out. A lot of the guys put their hands up and really performed. Uh, I know the PSL is different. To have that kind of performance every week is a, is a different article together, but at least we could do it for one day, and, and it was fine. What are some of the pluses, though, Rajan? I know sometimes when you, uh, let's say you approach some of these sponsors or, or potential backers who are going to put their financial muscle behind a club, and all they want, they, they want a premiership status before they can sign checks and, uh, you know, put guarantees on the table, or whether you want a technical sponsor or a sleep sponsor, whatever it is, whatever money they're going to be spending, they want that exposure. They want to be on TV. They want to be in the premiership. Do you believe, though, that there's some of those potential deals that are parked on the side that are just waiting for you to climb that little mountain that's ahead of you? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I think with all the all the backers we have, you know, everybody wants us to get up top. Um, you know, the PSL is, of course, where everybody wants to be in Africa, never mind, you know, just South Africa. So important that we, we give it our best and we try and get in there. And I think there's 16, 16 teams that are trying to get into that, into that slide, for sure. Um, it's one thing for sure, Rob, I think in this country and I think most of Africa, the difference from the from the PSL to to the lower division is, is immense. Um, and that's something that, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's, it's going to be like that. And uh, we've got a... I'm home, Rob, by the way, so you now talking to me <laughs> um, no i can hear yeah, that no, uh, but, it's, it's sounding okay. less it's sounding less hectic and you're starting okay. to sound like the roger i know <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's totally different rob i think you know the nft is is just totally different to the psl it's a uh, world's mm. apart you know um you know no use complaining about it it's just you got to touch your teeth there and you got to grow bigger and stronger as, as players and as clubs 
and uh, hopefully we'll get we'll get him there through the right channel. All right. I'm, I'm not sure whether you're suffocating yourself, but something has happened. Uh, I, I need you back the other way, otherwise we're going to struggle to hear you, Rog. Um, I know okay, you're you want to call me? I'll, I'll see what happens. How, how's that sounding? Yeah. Whatever you're doing while you were driving, I think keep it at that. If it, Otherwise, if it changes, then the, the people are going to struggle to hear you. Okay. Yeah, there you are. There you are. I can even hear you thinking right now. So, <laughs> Which is unusual. I don't think much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the business that we're completing today, Roger, um, has to do with your legendary status, something that you can't take away, something that you can't wish away, something that you can't even begin uh, to tell me that you are not. You are, and you've got to live with it. You've got to be strong. The last time when, when Debza sent that voice note, and I see so many pictures of you, Debo Moloi. Dr. Kumar, <laughs> there's you, Debza. Uh, I think there's the one where you guys are sitting on the bench. I don't know what game that was. Um, but, you know, there's, there's Doc, there's the late John Shrews-Mashreo, there's Mark Fish. Um, but they're just, I don't know, there's an energy, there's a, there's a vibe. Were you guys like an exceptionally close-knit group at that national team level? Yeah, I think we were, Rob. I think... Um you know, if people ask me about the game now and the game then, and, and the only difference I can tell you, of course, the game is, is, is quicker now and uh, the players are probably better prepared and uh, fitter and stronger than what we were. I mean, we were part-timers, really. Uh, but the one thing we did have was characters. You know, and, and when you look at those photographs and uh, you see guys like Taboko was a character. I mean, mm. you know, he, he had big shoes to fill in his, in his father's footsteps playing for a big club. Dr. Kamala, pretty similar. Another massive camp character. Pizzo has his own personality. And, you know, so, so you look at those players, those players, Ace Kuzé, Mark Fish. Um, I mean, Shoes was, I think, hands down, the best footballer I played with in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were characters, you know, and that's, that's what we had in those days. I think it's got a little bit, a little bit too serious right now. The guys are a lot more... Call it professional if you want to, but mm. I think that's one area of the game that we were better at. You know, we had characters in the game, and that created a, a good vibe and a, and a good buzz. And when we got together, you know, after being, you know, playing against each other and kicking each other and, and everything else, you know, fierce competitors, we were able to to unite and and play for our country. And I think that was special. You know, when we got together, we really, really got to know each other. And, uh, you know, I mean, all those guys, I mean, we're we still mates. You know, we've we got huge respect for each other. You know, we can pick up the phone at any given time and have a chat. And uh, those, those are special times. It's an interesting angle that you mentioned about the seriousness of it all and the kind of character. We had a similar conversation, Roger, um, with Mr. Ngagazi, who's coaching Lamontville Golden Arrows. I see Arrows are leading Stellenbosch two goals to one. Um, it's been an exciting game. I mean, they got this great player, Mordi, who's been able to score what in the first half after, what, 15 minutes of the game. Uh, Gumeda made it two, uh, but uh, Mendieta uh, in the 62nd minute has made it now 2-1. Uh, the, these are two teams that have also been monitoring that maybe drift away slightly from the seriousness that you talk about, that are trying to bring the game back and give it its personality, even without the fans. 
And it's been such a marvel to watch both Stelly's. I mean, who would have ever imagined I would be hyping up Stelly's, but they have lived up to that expectation based on their coach, who was such a great coach, and their scouting department that's brought in such great players from across the continent. And right now, they're playing a beautiful game of football. Three goals, it's not even over yet. You never know how it's going to end. But mm-hmm. how do we break away to get back, Roger, to the life that you guys gave football? The personalities that we talked about right now that were there in football. Because, yes, on the field, we could tell that you guys were a family. You were playing off each other. You were understanding each other. But right now, it almost seems very robotic. Yeah, I think, you know, Rob, the, the emphasis on on winning, I mean, make no mistake, we, we were winners. I mean, we, we used to really have a go at each other and, and, and give it our all. Um, but there was something about the game then that, that maybe we played a little bit more freedom and we kind of, a little bit more the entertainment factor came into play. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, sitting in the changing before we played one game for, for Pafana and, and, and Clive Barker saying to to doctor, listen, when you get the ball, you've got to do something on the ball. You know, sit on it or give it a little a little jigger straight away. I want the crowd to, to, to get behind us straight away. I mean, you'd never give a, a coach say that to a team now, you know, at national level, you know, when we're playing in the African Cup of Nations. Um, but that was what was required. And, and when doctor got the ball, he he gave it the little, you know, the little jigger jigger and, uh, you know, he rolled the ball and the, the little a little shimmy left and right, and then he passed it to his back heel. And the crowd just erupted. I mean, 60,000, 70,000 people just got onto their feet. Um, and that was what was important at the time. Um, and it got the support going. It got the people going crazy for the game. Um, even though, look, I know now that that's not essential. But for us, that was key for our supporters. And, um, and it worked. You know, it was something that was there. It was part of the game. And it was good. You know, people loved it. It was fantastic. But what would you put your finger to, though, Roger, when you look at... I'm always amazed at that, just that block. I know her focus on that block of 1995-1996. Yes, there were so many players that were heading off out of the country, whether they were playing in Turkey or wherever else around the world. But the, the beautiful thing is that they were getting international exposure. Uh, they were coming back better players, sharper players, you know, more aligned to the game. And it made us look good. But in that block, 95-96, you get Pirates doing well. They're winning the, the, the Champions League as a club on the continent. Uh, you look at Bafana Bafana. Also, I think it was around about December 1995, they were winning uh, what was called the, what, the Simba Four Nations, the Four Nations. Uh, tournament. Yes. Yeah, yes. Which, I, yes. which I always loved. And, and, and Sami Kufour, every time I speak to him, he, he always revels about how great that Four Nations tournament was, not only just for <laughs> South Africa, but for the, the Ghanaians and everybody else that played in that tournament because it just made people and made national teams better. Uh, it was competitive. It had all the superstars. It was well-sponsored, etc. And then you also get then... 1996, yes, win Africa Cup of Nations, win uh, the Four Nations, winning the Champions League uh, at club level. What do you think was happening in that block of 95 as well as 1996 that we can't replicate till today? Well, I think, firstly, it's probably the the last group from that old era and that old generation. And I think you can go, I think you can even go behind that, uh, uh, Rob, you go before those times. 
Yeah. Um, we were the lucky ones that we, we were able to play for our country and, and represent our country. But I think if you go back probably five to ten years, there were some phenomenal footballers as well. And five, five and ten years before that, I mean, I mean Joe Mossona, I mean, probably the best player we've ever had. Uh, you know, I only played against him when he was, you know, on his, on his last few seasons. And he was still brilliant. You know, 10 kilos overweight and yet he was controlling the game. Aysen Solengwe is another one that I remember clearly playing against him. Professor Ngobani, and, and there's so many, Esmanini and so on. Um, I played with a guy called uh, Nishak, Mr. Executive. Touch him, Jagmaga. Let me tell you, he was, I know, I played with him when I was an 18-year-old boy at school. And I played with him at Quick Openoni for, for half a season. And he was phenomenal. Now, he was already on his sort of, in his last few, probably his last season. Yeah. And, and Rodney Bush and, and Rod Anley. And, and you can go back. And there's yeah. so many others that were characters and there was a group of players. And to me, that was the last of the not money-hungry sort of footballers. It was more about the game and representing your club and your culture and whatever it was. I think that was sort of the last era that we had. And, and that was a group that played in, in, I think, 95, 96. After yeah. that, there were some phenomenal footballers too, make no mistake. I mean, Benny McCarthy was unbelievable. Um, Sean you know, Bartlett and, and Quinton Fortune and so on and so on. But it was kind of a generation that kind of ended you know, and it was people that played for the love of the jersey. I mean, we used to play on a Saturday in a league game and then get on a bus and go play a friendly in Lesotho against Kaiser Chiefs and, and make the same amount of money. And then we were back at training on Monday and we'd carry on on Tuesday. And there was no need for rest days and what ice baths and, you know, periodizations and, and whatever. We just got on it, got on on with it and it was brilliant you know and, and you know nowadays it's so so calculated and, and sort of medically sort of watched and so on but mm-hmm. at that era we used to do it there wasn't an issue around it it was just get on and go you know and it was great I think it was it was something that it, maybe it was just just a passion it was from the heart and, and nothing else you know and I think in reality we really loved the game you know we played it because we loved it I'm going to give people more time. I don't want to be selfish with Roger Dessau. Otherwise, we're going to have, like we did with Screamer Shabalala, have part four, five, six, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, uh, because yeah, people just couldn't get, <laughs> people couldn't get <laughs> enough of the stories. Though. But he tells a great story. I was the other. He's great. <laughs> nah, Screamer's, Screamer's world yeah. class. And I know that yeah. he's listening. He listens to every yeah. single show that nah, we have world here. world class. These stories are the best, the best. <laughs> unmatched <laughs> unmatched alright so after after the break we'll continue with Roger Dessau but uh, feel free please uh, do give us a call because it becomes about you uh, you who's always wanted to say thank you to Roger Dessau I wanted to uh, spring back a couple of memories as well in terms of some of the uh, situations that you've witnessed him in uh, as far as his playing career is concerned you can drop us um, a WhatsApp voice note it's 060708 0804840484. Otherwise, simply dial us. I know you've got us on fast speed dial 089110 Bev, good afternoon, good evening. 
I just wanted to say the man who's coming to the studio for interview today, one of the guys who I never knew when he was coming to Bidwest Bets, 1997, he was injured under the late Eddie Lewis, may so rest in peace. I remember going to pick him up, go Greek club, because he was still with Sundowns by then. And he came, he came to the office, Ramasaina, with Mr. Derek Blankensee through Prop Slosh. And Roger played a major role in our team. To be honest with you, I, for one, I will say, been a brother, been a player, been, before he left the team, been an acting CEO. I don't know, you know, the, 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 the power which he was having. Where did he take it? Roger was everything. And that's one guy which I can still say till now, I can work with him again for the next 100 years because he's an open guy. He's a guy that is not, oh, he will never be afraid of doing things. I remember the olden days when we were sponsored by Hamel. He will come, Georgie, let's open the box. Georgie, let's count, let's give the players. We'll work until up to 8 p.m trying to do he was one of those who he doesn't say i'm at this position or this portfolio my job is to do one two three with him to be honest to me him being in cape town now i think if he was in johannesburg definitely i should have been working with him in his new team cape united but due to he has to relocate after he got married and I miss him so much, but he is a brother. And I want to say to him, take everything easy. I know that he is now in first division and he's trying hard to, you know, to get points, but time will tell. But he's the man which I will tell you, one of those who I will never forget in my life. And one of those being a brother to me. And one of those, can God spare him and Roger one day his team will be in Premier League. Rogero, thank you. George Machoti. <laughs> the one and only George. Thanks so much, bro. Georgie, a great, great tribute indeed to a friend. Uh, says that he, he misses you, Roger. You might have gotten the name of your team wrong. I think he called your team Cape United, but that's um, fine. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you're you know, united together. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, when I arrived at Vids, George was a driver, and uh, we got on straight away. We started talking, and uh, and quickly realized that he he wasn't just a driver. He did everything else, and um, and as we moved on through the ranks at Vids, and we progressed, and I moved on to you know captain of the team and eventually player coach and then eventually CEO, coach, whatever it was. George was one of those guys who was always by my side and he believed and he, he gave me all the support. Um, you know, and he was always fantastic. You know, George, George and I would travel around the country in the car looking at stadiums, looking at uh, so many different things. Um, a simple man, but a, a good man. You know, So, yeah, I think... Um, He's thanking me, but I should be thanking him for his support that he always gave me. It was, it was fantastic, George. And very sad to see that he's now probably you know jobless and uh, after so much that he did for that club. Um, you know, because he was, I think, probably the, the oldest guy there and he's been in the longest. Sure. He could tell you stories about the club. 
and about players, and, and it was unbelievable, Georgina. I remember the one day we scored a goal against, um, uh, I think it was Manning Rangers in Durban, and he ran on the field celebrating, and he did a jump, and he, and he tore his hamstring. And that's probably a, a vivid memory that I've got of him, running onto the field, celebrating the goal, and then laying on the floor, getting off by on the stretcher. And I said, in the first uh, match official to get a match, match uh, or club official to get injured on the celebration. And uh, he was out of action with us for about a month. But that's all Georgie, you know. He was so into it. <laughs> he overdid his celebration. <laughs> oh man, Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. All right, Raj, so many people wanting to pay tribute to your wonderful career. Um, I've got somebody here um, just for purposes of making sure we got the right person on. Um, I'll just say Ash, but you'll, you'll figure it out who that person is. Hi, Rogerio. This is Ashley Makanya speaking. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for, the wonder, for your wonderful contribution to South African football. From back in the day, when you were a player for Morocco Swallows, I used to watch you as a fan at various stadiums, to being your teammate at Vets, and then playing under you when you started your coaching career, and to giving me my first break in coaching at Vets. As a new coach, you changed the face of Vets football by mixing and bringing young players with skill and flair and missing them with the hard man, the likes of Tietzi Mahua, Manoba Sheikhs in Guenya, Josta Zaza, Herskal Vakes, Benson Mthongo, and later on, the Sfisomienis, the Patrick Pumayos, the list is endless. You strengthened the Vets Youth Development Policy by establishing the Bidvest Vets Academy and you gave so many young players their first break in the PSL. You're a great human being, great man manager. May God bless you as you continue to save to serve the beautiful, the beautiful game. Thank you. Mm. Huh. Mm. That's the person you know, Ashley Makanya. Yeah. How do you yeah, respond you know, to that? You know, one thing he doesn't tell you that he he comes from the same amateur club that I came from. So he, he played for the Portuguese club, you know, as a junior. Um, you know, Junior Desportiva in Turpentine. Oh. Um, and then when he, when he arrived at, at Vitz, he was a, a young 18-year-old with, with dreadlocks to play as a, as a fullback um, under the guidance of Eddie Lewis. And he, he took to the role straight away. I mean, he was so good from day one. He could play left-back, right-back. Um, Great player. I think he went on to play for the S under twenty. Uh, but yeah, he had something in him. I think later on, you know, he started to put on weight, and uh, I said to him, "Ash, listen, time to coach, my friend. You, you can't carry that that bum of yours any longer around the field. It's time to now come and sit with me and let's start coaching." And he, and he took onto it so easily, and uh, so much so that he he coached our academy at at, at this, and he. And he Coaches with a blommer, did you watch? He did so well. Um, but you know, whenever I needed a, a young player, and he told me there's one there in the youth, I didn't even have to look at him, I just used to find him. And that was Ash. Ash was great, and uh, I hope, hope he's doing well. I hope he's uh, got his life sorted out. And uh, great guy, great teammate, great player, great colleague, you know, friends for life.
And you can tell, I mean, he's very complimentary about a lot of things that you did personally, very complimentary about the players that you gave opportunities to. Um, I mean, his, his memory is very, very sharp because there's so many players that we look at now. I mean, I remember as, as a student at Wits and, and, and watching Bo Ashley playing at the then Mulpark Stadium, and it almost became so, like so surreal at the time having followed his career and what people had written about him and what he was destined to become, just from projections, because people can always project and say, here's a player, he can be, he will be, he might be, but at times they don't become that, you know, and very well-spoken, a leader on the field. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just touched in terms of the kind of tribute he just paid you. No, he's great. Um, yes, he was. I remember mean, when, he, when he cut his dreadlocks and he thought he was going to lose all the power because he was so good and so strong and he was a hot man and, you know, you'd get stuck in just as much as he could play. He had, uh, he had the grit in him to really, you know, throw in a tackle and he had a bit of a mean streak, which was required. Uh, but he was great and it was nice to, to have grown with him, to have seen him come through the ranks with me um, and just develop into a top coach. And he took on to the role. Like some guys take on to it. You know, better than others, and, and actually, just from one day to the next, he was he was the coach, and he was the coach of the under 19s and and he did it he did it really really well. Um, massive, you know, disciplinarian, and uh, you know, just like when he played, and soft spoken, but he was a top man, and uh, I certainly hope he can offer services elsewhere because he certainly got a lot to offer. I was reading a tweet here, I'm sure you saw it as well, from Ganyiso Matamba, who says in his book, uh, Roger Dasan says that he, Screamer Shabalala, would give team talk in Isizulu all the time. So one of the times a teammate protested and said, and I quote, Coach, what about Eugene Jacobs, Roger Dasan, and Owen Degama? End quote. And Screamer reacted and says, Ah, they'll learn. <laughs> Yeah, that was Stan. That was Stan. Stan was exactly as, as he was, and you either took to him or you didn't. You know, um, and that was him. But you know what? It was pretty self-explanatory what he was trying to say anyway. So yeah. I don't think he was hiding anything from us. <laughs> and he shouldn't because he's coaching all of you. Uh, Wendy Lemtana says that um, we truly appreciate RDS's contribution and, and also uh, to be part of the golden generation that shaped our football despite apparent decline uh, that ev- overshadows Bafana Bafana. He says the country was united behind Bafana Bafana uh, then because of passion, dedication, players, uh, you know, preserves to wear the Bafana Bafana jersey. We also had Lubaba Lonzo, who says, I believe that coach uh, Roger has unfinished business with the Bucks. He was playing very beautiful <laughs> football and did well, uh, reaching every final. And it was just a matter of luck and pressure. I respect him. You react to that. You laugh. You know this. You know that people feel that way about you. Yeah, you, you kind of look, you know, you can't hide away from those things and, uh, you know, of course, you know, there was there were moments there that were phenomenal moments and uh yeah, and a lot of people remember that, you know. And I I like to remember many other moments, you know, like I said to you, you know, mm-hmm. this journey has been has been a, a phenomenal journey and uh I hope it continues as it is so far. But and it's just you know, the people you meet along the way and, and the friends you make and uh, the life you change and 
And I think that's that's what's important. I mean, that's that's what the whole journey is about. You know, it's um, you know every time you get to a fork, uh, you got to take it. You got to take make a decision and take one of the ways. You know, you can't sit there and, and cry about it. You got to go. You know, and uh, and you keep on the journey and you keep looking out for more people and more people to to make friends with. And and it's it's been like that, Rob. Um, you know, I'm nothing, no special. I mean, I'm not nothing different to anybody else, but. Uh, yeah, it's been great, Robert. I really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I mean, even today, you know, coaching NFT and, you know, talking to the players around me and and players from both teams, it's, it's really enjoyable. You know, it, it's great to be there. Beautiful, man. The game has ended. Let me give a quick score update. That's a beautiful thing about live radio is that you do everything live. Golden Arrows have beaten away from home Stellenbosch FC three goals to one. So what does that mean? So Golden Arrows are tucked away in third place. Behind Sundowns, five points difference. Behind Supersport United as well. But they're tied with Supersport in terms of points. 28 points after 15 games. Sundowns are at the top with 33 points. Remember we spoke to Mr. Mandlingliazi the other day. And it just looks like things are working out. They're playing the football that Roger and I were talking about full of life, full of zest, expression. Whether you call it Zamaya Rob, or you call it whatever it is, it yeah. is... I mean, what, what do you say to that? I mean, it's, it's just... I mean, I look at the no. top of the table now. Sundown, Supersport, Golden Arrow, Swallows, you know, yeah, Cape Town City, uh, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something about Arrows, you know. They they never seem to have these superstar names, you know. They, they just kind of produce them and they, they sort of grow them. I don't know where... But what a great job Sir Mandler's done. I mean, with, with Stephen's departure, I think, you know, everybody goes, wow, Steve's such a big character and, you know, he's, he's a real guy that's got presence and, and everything else. And, and Mandler just took over. And uh, if anything, they just seem to get better and better. And, and I watched them play the other day. And one thing I did notice is the speed they play with. That, that is frightening. They play with unbelievable uh, pace. Um and that's one thing I definitely noticed. I go, wow, these guys play with unbelievable speed. And, and that's nice to see. That's such a team. You know, whether you're looking from the back, whoever the goalkeeper is, it really doesn't matter, I think, for them, whether it's Dobe or Mlungwana. Um, they got that very beautiful tight back for uh, Lunga. They've got CBC, Zuke, Dobe. You name it. It, it you know it, it is working and congratulations though as I said final score three one against Stellenbosch uh, Chakuma are into referees optional time against Maritzburg United again it could be an upset away from home against Maritzburg United who are trailing Chakuma by a goal to nil yes that man who scored the other day has scored again uh, Umnyamana uh, he scored just before the halftime break so we'll have more tributes as well Roger Desar my guest. Marawa Sports Worldwide. The Lamontville Golden Arrows coach, Umanja Wogangigazi. When I was appointed, Robert, I got an advice uh, from Roger Tisa. said, Manja, take all the advice, but be yourself. Two words, but uh, I learned so much from it. But most importantly, I must thank and give credit to the coaches that were here. They never treated me as a pole pole. The players never saw me as a pole pole. I can imagine if whoever I worked with treated me as a pole pole, 
I am sure that the transition would have been difficult. Just to get it out the way, did any coach treat you as a bull boy? At some point, I did feel uh, I was not as important and I left. But lately, uh, I did not feel like that and, and I appreciate the opportunity they gave me. Hashtag NSW. Roger Desaad, that was about two weeks ago. We had a very honest, open discussion. I always felt that Manjangliazi uh, was not appreciated. He was just being spoken about as an assistant coach. And he spoke from the heart. He spoke, um, you know, football tactics. He spoke about um, everything that you guys learn as coaches, man. But he, he also spoke as a football man, as a family man, as a football lover. And you would have heard from that clip. Uh, you gave credit to him just now. And in that interview about two weeks ago, he said, and he paid tribute unsolicited to you, that Roger Desar is one of the people I want to give credit to in terms of his coaching career. He said, Roger said, be yourself. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty surprised. You know, I didn't hear that interview, so you caught me a little by, by surprise. But yeah, you know, I think Mangla has always had a chance, you know, an opportunity to have a quick chat. And uh, there's always been um, good respect and a, a good repertoire between us. We never worked together, funny enough. Uh, but yeah, I think we know each other pretty well. And, and when he got the job and I, I saw him, it's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, don't try and be Pep Guardiola or, or you know, anybody else. Just just be who you are because I think that's vitally important and, and do the things that you believe in. And and that's what's key. You know, it's no point trying to be somebody else. Uh, in the end, you're going to get sacked for being yourself, you know. So, so rather than be yourself, you know, don't try and be anything else. And it's important. Uh, I'm glad he listened, uh, to be honest. And... Uh, I'm also very, very glad he's having immense, immense uh, success, you know, and he deserves it. I mean, he's a guy that's been around for so many years, you know, being an assistant, sitting on the bench, you know, seeing coaches come and go. And uh, you know what? Um, it's up to, to, to Arrows for giving the man an opportunity and believing in him. And and, uh, and so it lasts, I hope. Oh, man. I would always say, and I know that you're down... And the coast, it might sound very cheesy, but it, it, it's almost like more tributes that come through. A lot of the legends of the game, almost like a fish out of water. <laughs> that is how messed up it is. But, Leah, let's listen to yet another uh, tribute that comes in. To this absolute um, legend gentleman that um, I was very fortunate to, to be with him in the national team where I was selected with Augustio Palacios' national team that went to Mauritius. I, I didn't end up playing, but I sat next to him on the bus driving through Mauritius and going to the stadium, and he used to work for Coca-Cola. But, um, yeah, um, Roger Desar certainly one of the men that took me under his arm and took care of me once I got to the national team and always enjoyed being around Roger, most importantly because, you know, Roger would tell you, he's, he will tell you straight, he's the self-proclaimed best-looking guy ever to play for Bufana Bufana. But we love him for that, and yeah, he's always been um, open and honest and kind to me, and I, and I appreciate and I thank him for everything that he did for football as a player, and then obviously when he became a coach. Um, two gentlemen, um, hope to see him soon, and well done for everything that you've done for football. And I'll just get this young oak to say something. Hi, coach. It's Phil Evans. Um, not sure what to say, but uh, 
glad, glad you're still still in the game and uh, still contributing to South African football. So yeah, great stuff. Hey, and we agree. And Paul also agrees that um, again, you probably did also announce yourself to be the best-looking coach as well. So you weren't only the best-looking footballer, but the best-looking coach. Thanks for everything you've done for us, Roger. Respect, brother. Oh, man, Mugfish and Full. <laughs> Absorb that one briefly, Roger. I'll give you a chance after the news uh, to respond to both Full as well as Mugfish. Mark and Full, thank you so much indeed, making it very fun, but also uh, touching very deeply in terms of the role that um, uh, Roger DeSantis played in SA football, whether as a football player, uh, whether as a coach, or whether as a sportsman generally. But right now, though, yep, they've just wrapped up the game on Radio 2000, which means both stations are now back again aligned. And that is why uh, we're just a shade off 7 o'clock as we're waiting for that game to conclude. And hopefully our referee in the newsroom, Princess Anne Musa, understands it's game over. Hashtag MSW. Good evening, Bra Rob. The MSW Nation, as well as our legends today, Mr. Roger Dussar, I would like to find out from you, sir, what is the most profound lesson that football has taught you that you still live by even in your daily life today? And addition to that, what is the most poignant advice that you could give aspiring young players in this day and age to keep focused and positive about the beautiful game as we know the pandemic has wreaked havoc but i would like to find out your thoughts in this regard and uh, thanks a lot by rob for an awesome show this is dominic from london west thanks bye good evening robert marawa it's levy from newcastle thank you for bringing the legends marawa we salute you i know without you we wouldn't be able to know most of the things about this legend as for Roger Dissa, uh, I just want to check from him which season would he say was the best season for him and it, when he was playing for which club? Uh, was it the 94 year when they almost won the league with Swallows or was it the 1990 where they won the Pop Safe? I'd like to hear from him and I also want to wish him all the best in his career. Thank you. Evening, Mr. Marawa. You are talking to the true legend in Mr. Roger Disa. Mr. Roger Disa, you, you are doing us proud. You played in the highest level in South Africa, and even now you are still serving us in football. This is Moses Mokwena of Kanana Extension for Intermisa. Good evening, Robert and the team. Madluputu, when I first started to support a local team, it was Morocco Swallows. I was convinced by my father that this is a great team in South Africa. But during those times, the birds were not flying so high, Robert. So I used to carry a stick from my brother, who was supporting Kaiser Chiefs, that, hey, stop this team, it's not winning. So I was not loyal, Robert. I must say I later moved to support Kaiser Chiefs to date. But Swallows, they always have a soft spot in my heart. So back to Roger Dissa. Roger Dissa, when I was still supporting them, I don't remember him not being in goals. He was a, a, a great goalkeeper. You know, during that time, goalkeepers were not celebrated like uh, we're celebrating them now. Or oh, It was not that position that was given much 
uh, recognition. But he was a great goalkeeper. Uh, he later became a great coach, a true legend of the game. Uh, all the best to Roger. We love him. Thanks, Robert, for the great show. Thanks, Rob. Hi, Robert. Uh, this is Eddie here in Middleback, Mpumalang. You've got uh, you've got a legend here. Um, he has done a lot um, for the game. Please ask Urochara uh, uh, if he can uh, have um, um, a billion in his account. Would he consider buying a status at uh, in the PSL and um, and have uh, Vets University back at the PSL? Thank you very much, Robert. Taros, what's up? I'm going to force you, man. From the words, as it, Roger, you're not supposed to be here. Who made you come to the office? From who Vets? You're actually the one who's one of the best middle and the lap of vets, Oh man, you gotta you gotta love you gotta love a Friday. You gotta love the Legends show because so much comes out of it. Uh, thank you so much, Princess and Musa, for the news at the top of the hour. You're live on Metro FM. You're live on Radio Two Thousand, and of course, in the continent and around the world, it's hashtag MSW. It's Roger Desar. He's our guest tonight. It's part two, and you can tell exactly why he's had to come back for part two. Um, people just love him. Let's start off with where the last message from Shabang started with uh, Sfiso Mieni. He literally calls Sfiso your kid. Where's, where's his <laughs> father and son love? Where's it gone to? <laughs> you know, Sfiso arrived at, at, I can't remember the exact year, um, 2000 and something. And um, I arrived at training at Mox Park uh, an hour before training or so, uh, quite early. And as I, as I made my way into Mark's Park, I was the only person there. And this kid walked up to me with this, uh, call it a checkers bag, and a soccer boots in it. And he walked over towards me and he knocked on the window of my car. And uh, I said, yeah, can I help? And he said, uh, can I have a trial? And, and for some reason, I don't know what the reason was, I, I looked at him and I went, okay. You know, I said, I'll give you a trial. And I said, just wait here and I'll get you some kit. And when, the, when everybody else arrived, I got him the kit and he, and he ran on the field. And Eric Tinkler was my assistant at the time. And I told Eric, I said, Eric, uh, there's a kid training there that uh, I just offered a trial to. And he said, why? And I said, I don't know. I said, I just, you know, I just said yes. So now I'll give him a run. And he started training with us. And um, Halfway through the training session, Eric came over to me and he said, uh, this kid you brought down, I said, yeah. He said, he can play a bit. I said, oh, okay, let me have a look. So I started having a look at him. And when the training ended, I took him straight to the office. And I said, um, can you come back tomorrow? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, let's see if he comes back the next day. And the next morning when I arrived there early, he was there already. And that second day, I took him to the office and I signed him. Um, all he had was... Um, a bag in his hand with a pair of boots. And I took him into the clubhouse and I got him a bed. And uh, he started getting paid. We couldn't register him for about four months because it was out of the window period. 
and uh, he just stayed around for four months, and we couldn't we couldn't wait to get him on the field. And he was probably what 19 or so at the time, and we threw him in. And two years later, he was captain of the team, and Sofiso uh, became, you know, I think one of the real talents of the game. You know, since definitely the ones that I coached, and he went on to big things, and uh, was one of the success stories. You know, and uh, great player, great character, yeah. And uh, it was good, good to have around. You know, I got to know him as a person later on. I got to know him a lot better as as he as he grew up. But oh. yeah, great kid. The window can have a trial, two years. <laughs> Come through, Eric. Looking at you like you've been smoking some pot and saying, yeah, "What the yeah. hell are you trying?" <laughs> and then the next thing, you're taking him to the office to sign. In fact, you know what, Roger? Let's listen to this. You you might recognize his voice. Hi Rob, and uh, good evening to your to your listeners. I'm Rogero. It's I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for for making me uh, a professional football player. You know, I was an amateur when I came to Vets, and uh, it only took me three days for you to to see what I can do. And you eventually gave me a contract. And you, I remember the day you, you signed me, you gave me a nickname. And you called me uh, Ronaldinho because of the, the teeth that I have and how I played. But uh, I really thank you so much for, for, for making sure that uh, uh, you, you are with me throughout my journey. I remember even when I left Vets and I went to Pirates, you gave me the call before you went before they, you went for the interview to go coach Pirates. I was fortunate enough to, to work with you for, for all those years. And uh, you played a big role, not as, a, as, a, as just a, a, a coach, but as a, as a father figure. You, 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 are, you, know, you, you gave me my first break in the, in the PSL. You gave me my first captain arm belt when I was at first captaining the team and there were senior players there but you you believed in me and you still do I know we always talk but uh, I thank you very much you know and I uh, wish you all the best in uh, in, in in whatever you want to do and thank you so much thank you mm. you know what that's that's why half the time Roger I always say to people people don't know half the stories of SA football um, yeah. <laughs> and you can imagine that, and you would think this was actually planned, and it wasn't. We can't plan voice notes. They come through. So the last voice note that came through from, um, who was it? It was from Shabong asking about Sfisomieni. Yeah. Um, came through at such an appropriate time because we had Sfisomieni's tribute for you. But in the nature of how radio works, it, it almost seemed like, it was planned after we just addressed this and then Sfiso comes through and reiterates unsolicited again exactly what you said from giving a chance to giving the captain's armband. Everything aligns and it is such an amazing, amazing story. He's able to even take a pot shot of himself and laugh at himself and say you called him Ronaldinho uh, because of the beautiful teeth that he has. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. What's your response? You know, um, you know, I think, you know, those those are the players that, that made, you know, Vitz 
the team that it, that it became. You know, I think a lot of times we say that you know clubs make players, you know, but I think I think people made it, and I think it was those type of people. Sophie Mieni, Roger, Eric, uh, Benson Mashlongo, uh, Wayne Roberts, and to name many others that came through the came through the ranks, you know, and and that's what it was really. It was, you know, people often say, "Oh, clubs make players." I I tend to disagree. I think I think people make clubs. Um, yeah, the clubs give you the opportunity, but I think in the end, it's 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 the people that are working for the club that make it. You know, as as we chat about this whole beautiful story that's unfolding in front of us, uh, you know, I just got a, a message from the current chair of Morocco Swallows or Swallows FC. I, I always call it Morocco Swallows because it's 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 what I know. But David <laughs> Mukhashwa says, you know, great interview with Roger. I like him because he is more than a coach; he is a human. He understands that everyone has their flaws. And no one is perfect. He says, Mieni plus Roger equals me and Bibo, meaning himself and Bibo, which, which is where they are now. I mean, again, another crazy story. Coach of the Month comes through to the studio for an interview on Marawa TV, and Bibo Jumayelo is there on the day. Mm. Jumayelo tells a story, heartbreaking story, but from the heart. And after the show, Coach says to Bibo, how busy, how busy are you? Are you keen to get a chance? I'm willing to give you a chance at Swallows. And right there in, the, in front of my eyes, Roger, they exchange numbers. In that moment, we'll get Roger back online again. But in, in concluding that story, they exchange numbers right there. I almost become the facilitator of this exchange of numbers and that was it the Tuesday or the Wednesday after the interview on the Monday. Um, Bibo's at training with Swallows. And I can tell you right now, Bibo's still at training with Swallows. I spoke to him yesterday, even. I, spoke to, uh, I speak to him almost every second day. Because I need him to realize his dream and his vision. I need him to pay back emotionally and otherwise Swallows who have invested in him by giving him this opportunity. And wherever and whatever direction it takes, I wish there's a smile on his face and football that is played. And uh, yeah, as we get Roger back on, let me get another tribute because Vieira uh, Masalisa is another one who would want to pay tribute to Roger. We'll get response. And I know, Oli, you there on hold. I appreciate your patience. Roger's a very, very popular guy. So we'll try to get to as many people in the next six minutes. Hey, I'm Roger Rodisa. This is Viera Masalisa. Congratulations on reaching legendary status. And that is why you are seated where you are right now. It was a pleasure to have met you. You've done so much for, for me personally. And I know I speak so, for so many others. Gave me many of my first uh, first in football. My first full debut in 2010, my first cup final in 2011, my first Bafana call up in 2012. I'm so grateful for, for everything and I do know for for sure that if our paths hadn't crossed, perhaps 
I wouldn't have even had a sniff in the PSL. Thank you, thank you so much, and congratulations on all the best for, for the future. Wow. Vieira Masalisa. I know there's so many stories in between. Maybe you want to have a, a quick response to Vieira, and then I've got to take two calls that have been waiting for the longest time. Roger, go ahead. Yeah, I think Vieira was another one of these kids that, that uh, Jesse Queen Lahori actually told me about him and, and sent him over to me. And, uh, in no time, we threw him in. And uh, a product of Jesse Queen, to be honest. And, uh, you know, we just threw him in and we believed in him. And Eric, myself, uh, really thought he would make it, and he did. Uh, just another one of, 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 of many, I think. Okay. Let me quickly rattle through this. Lemmy was asking you, what was your best season ever and for which club? I think as a player, I think my 93 season at Swallows um, stands out. I think we had a, 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 a really a, a team of no-name brands. It was a restructured team after Louis Late that sort of uh, left the club. And we went back to Dobsonville and we stayed very quick with him. And uh, we lost out the championship by a point or two to Sundowns. And um, that's definitely a, a season I do remember. It was a great season. I think I played every game. And and uh, for me, it was probably my best season as, as a footballer and great memories. Um, and then, and of course, as a coach, I've had a few. I think my first season at Vitz was, was very special. Um, and then... I think my, my time at Pirates, I think reaching those finals and, and my trip through Africa definitely stands out as well because it was so different and so challenging. And uh, and even though we didn't win it, it was yet so rewarding. So, yeah, I think those two moments, uh, you know, working with Portugal in the World Cup as well, you know, assisting Carlos Queiroz in, in that big stage, I think that was something that also, you know, having to coach Ronaldo, I mean, that was special. So, yeah, I think... But most importantly, Rob, is getting to know the characters like Safisa, Vieira, Benson, and, and, and yeah. Ashley, and George. And I think that's what stands out. That, that's something wow. that you take with you. Wow. What an emotional moment, Roger. Wow. You're okay, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm good, I'm good. <clears throat> I'm not used to you shedding a tear, Mr. Desar. That's why I'm a bit taken aback, but I understand the sentiment where it comes from. And I think hearing the raw testimonies that are coming through from Vieira, from Sfiso, I would also be the way that you are right now. But let me take Koli. Koli, thanks so much for your patience, man. Good evening. Good evening, Putemba. How are you? Hey, Gunzem, I'm fine. But <laughs> I'll make it oh, Yeah, please go I'll ahead, Koli. Go ahead, man. Um, hello, sir, Roger Tissa. Hi there. Um, I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, look, from one Paris supporter um, who lost his father at Ellis Park, um, when you came to this team, I, I knew something special was, was about to happen. Um, you were a coach who groomed young players, um, who brought in experienced players and mingled them and brought the best out of the collective. Um, when you came to Paris, I knew that um, as the orphans of um, the fathers who had passed on the Dallas Park Stadium, we had a new father in you. Um, the joy you brought us, the hope uh, that we had of, of being the first team to have a triple treble in this country 
and at, at double Champions League, you you brought us to, you brought that uh, that that little faith and hope to us. And uh, on behalf of every Orlando Paris supporter right now, I would love to thank you from the deepest place in my heart uh, for the torment, um, the, the 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 moments that we will never ever forget. You were cheated by the dubious rules of FIFA in not winning. The, I mean, of of CAF in not winning the Champions League because if I remember. Uh, perfectly, the two J's of Orlando Paris in Jali and Jale uh, were missing for the final. Um, how the, re- that the decision was taken or, or, or how they were suspended, it still is a mystery to me this very mm-hmm. day. And the injury of um, one Benimakati was the most costly one to you. It would have made you the greatest um, coach, um, obviously, before Um uh, Oli, in, in You know what? Sorry, Oli. Um, let, Oli, Oli <laughs> let, let, me, let me do this. I want Roger to respond to a very powerful thing you said. We've got all of 40 seconds left. Right, and right. Um, I, want, I want him to respond to this. No, I want you to do that because while we're still on the two radio stations, um, before we mm. get the chop um, from, you know, yeah. Um, the... <laughs> The, the one about being the fully lost a father at Ellis Park and says that you became that father. Wow, uh, oof, that's, that's um, that is massive to hear that from from him. Um, you know, if anything, um, I can tell you a, a quick story that I lost my father too at, at a young player um, when I was still playing for Swans, mm, and he was my coach, and, uh, and I remember losing him. And a couple of days later, I had to play Pirates. And the coach asking me, am I ready for it? And I said, yeah, you know, I've got to have a go and I've got to play. And my, my father, which was my best friend, my, my everything, um, for, for some reason, he was no longer there. You know, every time I walked out of the field, I knew you was at the end of the tunnel and you'd give me a high five and I'd, you know, play the game and then see him after the game. And then for the next game, he was no longer there. So if any I can tell you and I give you some advice that I learned very, very quickly that at the time my father couldn't travel to the away games. He only came to the home games. And I quickly realized that from that moment onwards he was going to be at every game. Hmm. Wow. I... Roger. So I hope I mean, you, yeah. you remember that. Yeah. Octavio de Salle the late we salute you for making sure that we have a rogero paulo de san in our presence and in our midst and i thank you roger for allowing us to to tap into this i i believe there's so much more we can learn there's the highs and lows south african stories untold there's gazillions let's let's take the honor to celebrate our legends while they're still alive never lie to them when they're lying in their coffins. Roger, have a fantastic weekend, okay? Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, and uh, have a great Valentine's Day, Rob. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'll, I'll believe it. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do Valentine's Day every day, Rob. That's my only advice. You know, treat them with flowers and uh, have a great time. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's every, Do that every week. Day. Do that every week, Roger. Make it Valentine's yeah. every week, not on the, only on the 14th. Yeah, absolutely. I fully have agree. a super Cheers one. Up. All right, everybody. have a good one. Cheers. Thank you so much Cheers. indeed. Bye-bye. Roger Dassault, my guest, your guest, our guest. Have a super weekend, everyone. Have a happy Valentine's Day.